Hey everybody and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host Alex Klein and today we have very special guest Anthony here to break down what I might call one of the most important episodes of our time. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I think the only thing that could make this better if we were physically in the same room together. But... That's actually, yeah, that's accurate and I, I'm glad you brought up that word physical because that is what today's episode is about as you guys saw from the teaser we are talking physical media. I, uh, it's not a joke. I, I'm really excited for this uh, episode just because I know you, you can't tell from behind me. You can totally tell from Anthony. Um, but I, I won best uh, physical media collection with Anthony close on runner up, if I remember right. Uh, I don't know uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you blew me out of the water. I told you. Uh, well, hey. <laughs> You've got a pretty impressive collection behind you, and mine is yet to be seen. I was going to take a photo of it and have that be the photo of the the thumbnail, but it just didn't. It didn't look as good as some of the ones I found online. The the big thing that I thought of was I was looking at that is if you're any type of physical collector, I feel like you have to adopt that Obi Wan and Obi Wan the Qui Gon Jinn of there's always a better collection out there, right? Like I feel like, but that's like our mantra because that's what keeps us going. That's what mm -hmm. makes us continue to buy things because there's always that fish out there, that secret steel book or that really rare copy of something. But that's, that's what we're doing today. We're breaking down physical media. We're going to be talking about it in a couple of different ways. Uh, first off, we're talking about what is physical media, which uh, will take up some of the time. Uh, Basically, all the different variations of it. I found some really cool articles to share as well, breaking down the different, especially in cinema, the different types of physical media that are available right now for people to watch their favorite movies and TV shows on. Uh, but then from there, we're going to talk about why physical media is still so important and arguably always will be. And from there, we have a real special treat at the end. Uh, we have both picked out some uh, of our probably I keep saying favorites, but like I feel like everything is the favorite. So a couple of our our select favorite physical media items that both of us do not know what the other one chose. Uh, and so kind of talking about why we chose this item again, why we love physical media uh, so, Anthony, I'll just pass the baton to you for real quick. Tell me a little bit about what got you into collecting physical media. Uh, so, it, it, I mean, to to nail it down is I've always enjoyed collecting, collecting stuff. I mean, you know, started as a kid with a lot of baseball uh, memorabilia. You know, I, I think everyone grew up collecting baseball cards or Pokemon yep. cards or, or something. I mean, I, I binders of Pokemon cards. So, I mean, it's just kind of always been in my it feels like it's been in my my blood and in my dna since as, as long as i can remember so you know when you get older and you get adult money and you can start buying adult things then you know something is going to take over whether it be you know physical you know i know a lot of people collect vinyls like expensive vinyls uh cds just movies books i mean physical books is still a thing even though their e-readers are so popular and i mean it's you can you can really just get down a rabbit hole of physical versus digital for for hours so but yeah i mean just always liked collecting things and this is just happened to be one of my few collections has always been physical media movies in particular mm -hmm. and that's kind of where i was as well same thing i 
I think that might have been one of the first things I collected uh, was baseball cards. And from there kind of went into Pokemon cards and then it was movies. My parents had a really big movie collection that we kind of grew because of us, right? You know, they'd buy VHS tapes of this, that and the other. And I've always been there's actually photographic evidence of me at I think it's, I was two years old, completely naked in the bathroom shower. I got a photo <laughs> taken of me organizing all of my dinosaur toys by height. Uh, in the shower, like literally like 20 toys in the shower. And uh, ever I just, I love organizing things. So I would always organize the movies and the shelves. I'd go over to friends' houses and uh, organize their movie collections as well. Because they weren't in alphabetical order and it would drive no, well, me absolutely crazy. they just lying out. They'd leave like a disc lying out or they'd leave the cases out. And I love just, and if my brother's even listening, like I love, if I'm over at anyone's house, I just immediately go to whatever physical media collection they have and I'm in it. Like I'm just looking through everyone's stuff and it's never like a, Oh, I'm better than you. It's just, I don't, I'd love to see what you have. Like I need to see it. I would, you know, do you have this movie, that movie? Um, and all the things you called out, I do have collections of, I have uh, <laughs> multiple bookshelves of actual physical books, uh, which is one type of physical media. Like you called out, you know, a lot of people these days uh, are moving to audiobooks or uh, e-readers for ebooks, which is great. And again, I have no disagreement with any of those things, unless you're saying that you read an audiobook. That's the only thing that I would disagree <laughs> with, Brian. But uh, beyond that, <laughs> any way that you consume your media is the right way to consume your media. But we're just going to show you why maybe physical media is a little little better. And I think that's also why I've been dubbed a disc snob. So uh, we'll certainly see if we live up to that. But yeah, so you know, big collections and something that, like you said, as uh, as you become an adult and start making money, uh, you're like, well, you know, 15 bucks for a movie or now even, you know, 30 bucks for a movie at some points for a steel book uh, doesn't seem so hard anymore, as opposed to, you know, when you were little begging your parents to just buy this VHS at the store or sneak it in the cart. Right. Um, but yeah. So uh, were you going to say something, Anthony? No, uh -uh, no. Oh, OK, cool. So um, so like I said, we got that books. Uh, and we're not really going to be focusing on that, even though, you know, we do do comics, but same thing with comics. You can get them physical. You can also get them uh, via e-reader as well. If you have an iPad, I like both. Honestly, I like reading digital comics more than physical only because I can read them in bed or at night. But I, there's just nothing that replaces the physical turning of a page of a comic book or a regular book or just sitting somewhere with a book in your hands, like on the beach. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, but then there's music. Like you said, you've got vinyls, you've got CDs. Uh, I've recently had a, a renaissance when it comes to CDs over the last year and a half. I've been buying a lot of CDs uh, and I've got a, a decent vinyl collection as well. But then everyone says, but there's Spotify, there's Apple Music. Why are you buying these actual things? And I would say there too, you know, I, I don't think anything can replace popping a CD in the car when you're driving, whether it's a burned CD or uh, a, a new brand new CD is just so nice. Uh, and then the other one uh, before we dive into movies is video games, I think. And that one mm -hmm. is, I would say a little newer in the sense of uh, virtual. It's probably what, maybe like the last five to 10 years in term, probably not even 10, but they've been physical forever. And then eventually they got to this point where now you can just buy the actual virtual copy. And you what you, you own, you own it, but I've seen instances where the game's no longer available or they pull it or something like that. And so you don't have the physical copy. You can't really play it anymore, especially with older games, right? As the, you know, the consoles kind of update and they only make certain games backwards compatible. If you don't have that physical copy, you may not be able to play it. 
Um, and I imagine, I know you have a pretty big video game collection, right? I do. Yeah. Um, that was one that, you know, I, not that I'm fighting it because I sound like an old man yelling at clouds, but you know, when they were talking about how, you know, Oh, discs aren't going to be a thing. Like I was just mad. I'm like, why? Like, I understand there's some games that would be on sale, like the, the Friday the 13th game that I have on Xbox that I played you in. Right. That, I guess at that point, it was so old, like, you couldn't just go to Best Buy and buy it. Like, it hasn't been on the shelves. I mean, I, mean, I could go to GameStop, but when I can go to GameStop and spend the exact same amount versus, excuse me, a digital download, like that, okay, fine. I'll buy the, the digital copy. But if it's a game that's coming out that I want, like, on release date, Gotham Knights is coming out. Uh, God of War Five when it finally comes out, like I will be, you know, drop day. I will be there buying a physical copy of it, and and nothing can beat that in my opinion. Sure, I know you can download them early and have them ready at, you know, twelve oh one on release day, but I've got two kids. I'm not waking up at midnight to play anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, and it's interesting because they, you know, Xbox, and I'm I'm I, you're big on PlayStation, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and I was I was always Xbox as well. I think PlayStation sort of did this, but I know Xbox royally screwed up because when they went from the Xbox 360 to the Xbox One, that was their big thing. Was they were like, oh, we're actually going to be moving to, uh, you know, all virtual. Is that what is it that they call it? It's not virtual. What is the game when it's not a physical copy of a game? I think it's just digital. It's digital, it? digital. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they, uh, you know, fans were outraged by it specifically because they would say it's all it's all digital, but you know you have to have a disc to play the game. You can't share the games with it. There was a lot of weird decisions that they made that mm -hmm. there was appropriate backlash for, and now they're like, well, we're just going to make everything backwards compatible. We're going to make it all discs, all digital. You can do whatever you want, and that's great, which is awesome because I actually ended up selling all of my physical discs. Uh, to buy all of the digitals whenever they were on sale. So that's actually the one thing that I did kind of transition to digital for, mm -hmm. uh, except for the older games. So I have been in the process of rebuying old Xbox games that are backwards compatible on the Xbox 360, because again, they, they won't work on the Xbox, the Series X that I have. So it's like, if right. I don't want to play them again, I have to have a physical copy. And uh, again, you know, you can't really replace that with a digital version. So um, yeah. it's, it's interesting. And, and even the PS5, which you still can't just go to a store and buy, which blows my mind two years right. later. Um, I had the two versions, the disc version or the strictly digital version. Yep. And, you know, $100 difference. Well, the disc version plays 4K discs. You're, right. You, you can't buy a 4K disc player for less than 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. They're like two over 200 sometimes. And, and if you can, the quality is, is you might as well just be popping in a VHS. It's going to be terrible. So, you know, for $100 and because, again, I am a, a disc snob, like you said earlier, um, you know, the, the extra 100 bucks for the disc version was a no-brainer for me. But speaking of Xbox games, I bought Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects. Nice. Yeah. I bought it. It was like probably two years ago at a garage sale. They had it for sale, and I think I played it twice. That game, my brother has that copy at his house. We used to love that game. That has a that actually has some characters that either have like resurged in the comics, or I'm trying to remember, maybe even in because like there's like a guy Johnny Ohm, I think was one of them, who's like an electric kind of guy. And uh, I remember it was either in a show or a movie or in a recent comic where I was like, holy crap, that's from Marvel Rise of the Imperfects. I don't remember if they pulled that from the comics, but I know some of the characters in that game are uh like brand new characters. Hey, Stevie's in the comics. You said shout out to Marvel Nemesis. 
And I see Katie's in the comics as well. Hello, hello. Um, but yeah, so it, it is. It's interesting to see just the kind of the evolution of all of these industries, right? I think part of the reason for it is not just, I think, people and companies trying to be future forward of how can we try to reach as many audience people as possible, but it's just, it's shifting tastes. There's a lot of people now that I, I only read books on an e-reader or I, I don't own any physical media. I just stream everything. And it's like, those are pe real people these days. And, and the market is, you know, kind of begging for those kinds of people too. So companies have to do whatever they can, whether you look at it like, you know, a movie comes out in theaters and it says only in theaters. And then like, Three weeks later, you can rent it digitally on your mm -hmm. Xbox and watch it or pay even more to own it. But then two months later, the physical version comes out and it's got the unrated director's cut that you didn't get to see in theaters. And so it's like there's always some draw to either do it digitally, to do it physically. Like I said, I think, you know, I will always probably pick physical over streaming. Uh, and I have some great examples of this that uh, have happened to me recently where I really wanted to watch something and couldn't because uh, either I didn't own the actual physical copy and it was, as an example, I was really wanting to watch The Nun the other day on HBO Max. Okay. And it's been on there for a really long time because all of the, the Conjuring universe is universal. So they're all on HBO Max. I looked, it's not there anymore. And so I looked it up and it's only available like when it comes on on TBS is what it said. Or you can buy it now. And I was like, well, I thought it would be free on HBO, but no more. And so uh, now I have to plan to buy the 4K disc for it because I really love that movie. And I uh, watched it quite a bit on HBO. So um, there's a lot of yeah. instances, though, like that, where it just yeah, disappears we, from the streaming service. We were watching, uh, we started with Scream 1, and then we were going to do 2, 3, 4. And I think we got through 2, and then I can't remember if we were watching them on Netflix, or maybe it was peacock there's a hundred streaming services hell it could have been hbo i have no idea but uh we were watching them and then all of a sudden they were gone and yep. then i noticed right when it hit september they went to a different service which we didn't have which i guess means it's peacock because i think that's the one i don't pay for right now <laughs> uh but uh yeah so i mean you know we were watching it and then all of a sudden a date hits and you know it did give us a warning saying you know it was only going to be here till this date but it's still just just weird. Well, and uh, Stevie just posted a very interesting thing in the comments here. He says, worst case scenario, check on Plex. If you've heard of Plex, there's so there's that's the other, I guess, advent of streaming at this point is uh, these these streaming services like Plex, uh, Pluto TV, I think Tubi as well, where they all say it's free TV and free movies to watch, but they all have ads. And so this was a part we were doing uh, my family each year. We do like a Halloween kind of uh, we all pick a couple Halloween movies we want to watch throughout the month. And then we spin the wheel, whatever one, you know, when we're all on together, we'll all watch it. And so the first one we had was uh, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors, which my brother and I both have on physical copy. Uh, but no one else has because it's an old movie from the 1960s. And so we looked up like, is it streaming anywhere? And the only place it was streaming was on Plex. And so it was like, okay, cool. At least we can all watch it together. So we've got our Blu-rays in and they're watching on Plex. And then it was like, no joke, every 12 minutes, uh, what was it? It was like 15 ads at once. So it's like a minute and a half or three minutes worth of ads every 12 minutes. So we would have to pause our movies and wait for all these ads to play for everyone else. And then we'd have to replay everything. It was, <laughs> it, you know, it, it was an hour and 40 movie turned into two hours uh, which, again, wouldn't have happened had we all had a physical copy of this film. So just right. another reason why. 
that's why like when you used to watch like uh fellowship of the ring on tnt it's a three-hour movie <laughs> i was this on for five and a half yeah. hours <laughs> <laughs> all those commercials man they get you uh oh yeah that would be terrible uh and so you know we're kind of uh we're kind of moving into that category anyway of just again talking about why physical media is so important The i was thinking about though the the only thing that i can think of and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this too the only thing that i think is better with streaming uh, the two things, the first one being, like I just said, like if you're watching with other people, right, you know, we do discord watch parties, we do mm -hmm. watch parties with our family, anyone anywhere can all watch the same movie, as long as you're paying for the same service. Uh, but then the second one is, and I don't think any other service does this, but now with Disney doing all of the IMAX enhanced movies, uh, for all the Marvel movies, uh, you can't, they, those aren't on the disc. So the like the the 4K disc for Avengers Endgame, for example, uh, is just in the widescreen format, whereas the one on Disney Plus is going to be full screen IMAX format, which mm -hmm. I'll admit is better than the disc because you're getting more footage for the movie. But for some reason, they didn't put it on the disc. So uh, there's weird things like that where I will give it to streaming a little bit, but I'm going to throw it to you. Is there anything you feel like is is streaming does better than than physical media? Um, I mean, really, the only thing that I would say is just convenience. I mean, oh, you, could you, yep. you could have a movie that, you know, you've probably watched a hundred times. Like, for whatever reason, I absolutely love the movie The Internship with Vince Vaughn. And yeah, that was a great movie. movie. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. That, uh, Pitch Perfect, like anytime it was on TV, I would turn it on. But if you were to ask me how many times that I would get up off the couch and put a disc of The Internship in would probably be never. I yeah. mean, so you just, it's easier to find movies that, you know, you can just turn on for background noise. You know, how many times have you gotten up and put in a physical copy of a disc just to, you know, clean the house or organize right. your dinosaur toys or, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be. I mean, just convenience of, of that. Um, the other thing is, you know, uh, streaming services like Shudder, which I think really only people pay for in October. <laughs> Um, you know, you can find some, some good movies that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, pay money to rent at Redbox or that you would see at Best Buy or Target and pick it up that are actually decent. You know, there's a movie Clown, which I think I'm sure have you seen it? Or the, I don't think I have. I think the, the, it's, uh, about a dad who dresses up like a clown, but he's in like a possessed suit and then he can't take the clown suit off. <laughs> well, I think you told, told me about that one. Uh, there's a movie called Terrifier, which there's Terrifier 2s in theaters right now. Um, just silly movies that, you know, you wouldn't think, hey, let's let's pick that up and, and watch that when we get home. But it's like Velocipaster. To, to, I mean, if you don't have at least three copies of Velocipaster <laughs> at all time, I keep one in my wallet. <laughs> just the disc, just in your just, wallet. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, specially tailored pants that have a back pocket <laughs> the size of a disc, so I have a copy of Velocipaster on me at all times. That's that's critical, <laughs> I think, to success for anyone, really, if they're trying to be successful. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> we'll move on from that one. Look, here's another here's another note that I put too. <laughs> could you, could you picture real... being in an Uber? Be like the guy's like, hey, you need anything? Yeah, do you have a portable DVD player? I've got this. Do you have, copy I don't of need a Blu-ray player, just a DVD player if you've got one. <laughs> I know it's an hour to the airport. I figure I'll, I'll get some in. <laughs> Can you imagine paying an hour Uber to get to the airport? Like as $80 Uber and you're having to watch Velocipaster like out of principle? It'd be the best, best trip ever. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, we got another comment here as well. Streaming is great for exposing movies to biggest audience. Yeah, until they get pulled. Uh, that is absolutely true. And I, again, I think honestly, if I if I was picking, I would probably say HBO Max is the worst of it, uh, just because I feel like they have such a revolving door. Like I was actually, I now that I'm remembering it, I was on there last night in the recently added section. Do you mm -hmm. have HBO Max? Yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't been on there in a while. Uh, you know what? No, I've been watching Game of Thrones, but that's it. There's just it had I, I saw like probably 30 movies of me going, oh, that's on here. Awesome. Like so many new movies have dropped on HBO Max that are all great. Awesome comedies. Uh, I think what was it? Let's be uh, let's be cops was one. I was like, oh, let's be cops is on here. Tons of comedies, tons of scary movies as well for Halloween. But then yeah. it's like, OK, in, you know, two weeks, it's going to disappear and go somewhere else or it gets taken off kind of like, you know, to what uh, was just alluded to in terms of that. That was HBO, right? They removed a lot of content from their once the HBO uh, Warner Brothers Discovery merger happened when they were cutting a lot of their losses, they pulled a lot of stuff from the streaming service. So it's never going to be seen again. Best example of that being the new Batgirl movie that we're never going to get to see that they made and then didn't even put on there. Um, another note I'd had on here too. This is a big one. Internet, internet outages as well. And we'll dive into the internet a little bit when we talk about uh, the actual, like what is so important about these physical discs. But literally the other day, my internet was out at the exact same time that I wanted to stream something like it was literally <laughs> right when I wanted to stream something. I was like, are you serious? And I didn't, I don't have a disc for the thing. I think it was, I think I was just trying to watch a She-Hulk episode or something, but I was like, of course this would happen. Like right when I'm trying to do this, the minute your internet goes out. And if you get to some point where you're like, I'm done with the internet, you can't watch anything anymore unless you have it on physical. So that's the end of the day. And I, I feel like I, I, a doomsday prepper whenever I say it, but I always think in my head. And I, I bet you you think the same thing. I'm always like, you know, when the inter when the world the EMPs go off and we lose all our internet, I'm going to be in the basement. And then I go, but wait a minute. Then I still don't have electricity, so I can't watch the movies anyway. I love the same thing. I've always like. Like you, you kind of have to like justify to yourself as to why you keep buying these movies. Yeah, and exactly. I would always be like, "Well, what if the power goes out?" And yep. I would always think, like, "Sure, you're on the internet. My laptop doesn't even have a disc player, <laughs> yeah. so that doesn't even help me." But my laptop does, but it only lasts about 15 minutes, so I would not be able to watch a full film. It would just shut off and probably burn my disc. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, last one here was losing the rights, kind of like what Stevie was alluding to. So. Um, lots of reasons why physical media is so important. So what I wanted to share is a couple of things. I've got some examples. And so for those of you that are listening in podcast format, now is the time when I would encourage you to go check out the Nerd Life Network YouTube channel so you guys can see all of the movies that we're about to share, uh, different physical media we're about to share. Uh, I was Googling some things, and I'm going to start by explaining this. We're going to go over some really interesting specs on Blu-rays. And why, you know, they look a certain way, what all of those weird things mean when you're staring at it and it says 4K HDR and, and uh, you know, all of the different fancy words that they throw on there to sell things. I actually found a really great Q&A that explains what a lot of them are. But I have them here. So I'm going to show you guys. And like I said, I, I want to keep it a little bit of a horror theme as we uh, we get into October. So the first thing is a DVD. So these DVDs <laughs> are they're a little larger in size. Uh, the other thing that I'll call out with a DVD, and this is something that most disc snobs know, a DVD feels different than a Blu-ray does. You're going to look at it, and it looks a lot more like a CD 
than it does a Blu-ray, right? Because it's not blue, it's just normal. But if you run your finger along the like edge of it, it almost feels a little bit coarse. Uh, it's kind of the same level of, as a CD, right? And I think part of the reason why is because it only can store so much information on the disc. And that's why DVDs only show in 720p. So if you remember those days way back when, I mean, they're still there. There's a, apparently people still buy DVDs all the time. Like there's big, I haven't been able to find the actual website, but they track DVD sales still. So you can see like new movies when they come out, whether it's DVD or Blu-ray, how much they're making afterwards. Um, but yeah, so DVDs, that's your 720p. It's not going to be the greatest quality, but if you've got a small TV, you're probably fine with DVDs. It's when you anytime get into the bigger... I, Anytime I go to Target and I still see DVDs for sale, I'm like, are they there just to catch serial killers? And and I, I thought I, the exact same thing. I don't remember what movie it was, but I saw the article and it said that the like of the versions, the DVD was what sold the most, more than the Blu-ray that has a DVD with it. Blew me away. That's yeah, that's weird. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that don't, again, they don't know the difference between all of these. They don't want to upgrade, pay all the, like, oh, if I have to get a Blu-ray, then I'm going to have to get a 4K Blu-ray. And You know what? I'm, I'm, I am curious to know because, you know, we're about the same age. I, yeah, we're, I think I'm a couple years older than you. But, um, like, VHS was big when we were kids. And then it went to DVDs. And then it went to Blu-ray slash HD. And now it's 4K. Well, there's obviously iterations prior to VHS that some people, you know, in a, in a certain age range, they might be, you know what, I'm not playing this game. I'm not going to continue. They've had four, you know, improvements since. I'm not going to buy a whole bunch of things now and then in another 20 years have four more versions. So I'm just going to stay where we're at. Can you imagine somebody who was a Laserdisc snob and was like, you know what, I can't. I'm not going to upgrade <laughs> to VHS. Are you crazy? What's next? <laughs> <laughs> and then and they just that's it they they stopped and they didn't buy anything ever again that'd be so sad yeah uh so the next thing we've got is a blu-ray so this is very easy to identify blu-rays come in blue cases for the most part some special editions you can see in i think i've seen ant-man's was black uh avengers age of ultron that one was red sometimes they do different colors the incredible hulk was green that's right yeah one, and, of, the, one of the first different colors they ever had I think you're. I, I think Marvel was pushing the envelope, or I guess at that time it would have been Paramount. But um, the disc itself, as you can see, it's it's a little different than a DVD uh, disc. And so one of the things that I always like to notice on this, and maybe you can too. Let's see if you can see my. If you can see, you probably can't, but like it's thin. You can see through the disc mm -hmm. uh, when you're looking at it. Very smooth along the edges, and it's blue. And uh, part of the reason why the difference between a Blu-ray and a, and a DVD, again, the storage size. So you can carry more information on this disc, which allows you to get a better quality on the disc. So that's when you're moving into the 1080p category or, as I learned today, 2K. That's what they would call it. So the uh, and I think I've got a note on this as well. The differences. So a 1080p. Uh, what that is talking about is the pixels, the P being pixels. So for a 1080p, or again, you can call it a 2K, is because it is 1080 by 1920 uh, as a screen size, essentially. And so it's called 2K because 19 is almost close to 2000. Uh, and it's the same for a 4K. When you look at a 4K disc, 
like the Forever Purge starring Namor from uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Same thing. The disc is uh, very similar to a Blu-ray disc, but it actually does contain more storage, I guess you could say. So it fits a larger picture, more pixels in per size. Uh, but when you look on the back of it, it says uh, 2160p. Uh, which again, you'd go, oh, and I thought this for the longest time, literally until today. Uh, oh, they call it 4K, but you're only getting 2,000 on it. And I think that's because the TVs can't handle that at this point. But what it actually is, is again, 2160 by 3840. So again, almost to that 4K. Um, and T again, this is the difference that you're going to notice between a Blu-ray and a 4K is probably minimal, again, based on the size of your TV. So mm -hmm. the bigger the TV, the more you're going to probably want to get 4K discs because think of it almost as if you're zooming in on a picture, and that's essentially what it is. Um, and the last thing I'll explain with that is this Criterion film of Night of the Living Dead. This is a Blu-ray, so it's not a 4K. But on the back, one of the things they did for this, it says new 4K digital restoration, which confuses a lot of people confuse me okay so it's a 4k restoration on a 2k disc how does that even work and so what they did i did some research and essentially think about it as like you know the film reels are essentially superimposed onto and, and copied onto the computer to restore so they're taking that original film and putting it on much the same way that you would copy a photo and put it on the computer to edit and once they do that, they're able to zoom in to this giant size now. And, you know, back in the day, again, 720p, you can't see as much, but you get down into that 4K quality, you know, 2000 pixels, you can start removing a lot of different impurities from the film itself. So you would think about that with like older movies, right, that have a lot of ticks and little things and, and sizzle on the sides from being an old film. You can actually digitally remove a lot of that stuff. And that's what the Criterion films do quite a bit. Uh, but again, they're doing it at 4K, but only you're only going to be able to get up to the 2K max on a Blu-ray. So if it says 4K restoration, but you're only buying it as a Blu-ray, you're not getting a 4K. You're getting a 2K that has been restored from this 4K. So it's still going to look great you're probably not going to notice a difference. But again, if you've got, say, you know, 65 inch, 70 inch, even I, I think they even sell bigger than that now, 80, 90 inch TVs mm -hmm. um, you want that 4K because it's going to spread that that picture and you're still going to retain that same quality. Yeah. So and when you were talking, do you remember when TVs used to be advertised as uh, 1080p or 1080i? Uh, yeah, yeah. So the P actually stands for progressive scan and then the I stands for interlaced. And basically oh. progressive would display all the lines at once. So it, for instance, I mean, the, the way it was always kind of dummy down to me was, you know, Blu-ray is 1080, 4K is basically 4,000. It would be 4,000 lines shot horizontally across your screen versus 1,080. So with 4,000, you're going to get a lot more detail you are than 1080. Yep. Um, but yeah, progressive was basically all the lines are there at once and then interlaced was it would have half the lines there and then it would switch to the other half but it happened so fast you can't necessarily tell but mm -hmm. it, it almost like uh blu-ray versus hd dvd one of them won and it was progressive so yeah you know, i mean that's going now back to blu-rays right you know blu-rays were coming out around the same time as they were doing the hd the high definition discs and those ones did not last very long 
Um, and I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what the difference would have been between that and the Blu-ray because at this point it's inconsequential since they don't exist. Yeah. The it was just two different companies basically. Right. Or, I think so. And I mean, because, it was classic though, right? One was blue, one was red. And yeah. And I remember like transformers was only on HD. Yeah. Like you couldn't get it on. And I guess it would just be, you know, what studio decided to have them, you know, do the physical media versus the other one. So, mm-hmm. And look at this. We're, we're drawing a crowd. Late night alum says, I heart physical media. Well, you're in the right place because so do we. Um, one of the other questions that was on here, too, and again, you'll see this especially on 4K discs. Um, I don't think it even – I mean, well, it kind of does. Right up at the top, 4K Ultra HD. Uh, nice. And I see, too, waiting, <laughs> waiting patiently for laser disc size Blu-rays. <laughs> one day, maybe they'll make it the new Xbox and PlayStation that size. That would be, I mean, the PlayStation's basically there, right? It's about the size of a laser disc at this point. So, yeah, it's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this says, is what is HDR, which is high dynamic range? So you're going to see that on a lot of these uh, 4Ks. Uh, and the, specifically, it'll usually be like a square on them. And again, I don't think uh, it has it on this one, but um, some of them do. Some of them have different ones. This breaks them down. But essentially, it offers brighter highlights and higher contrast ratios than were possible during standard dynamic range displays. So often is you're going to see more color uh, allows for a greater range of saturated colors. So think of if you're staring at something that uh, you think about a darker movie, right? Maybe like a horror movie where there's a lot of darks. Uh, you're going to be able to see more when you're looking at that, and it's going to be a little more defined. Uh, yep. So exactly. Of course, my my light right there. Uh-huh. There it is. Yep. Yep. So the HDR. HDR on Dark Knight Rises, like you were saying, dark movie. So exactly. Yeah. So those and those ones, I I'd seen those in 4K, and yes, like it feels so much more defined. Uh, and this is interesting too. So yeah, HD DVD versus Blu-ray is kind of like Betamax versus VHS. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the same thing there, right? I imagine VHS won out over Betamax because uh, I don't think I, I haven't seen Betamax in a very very long time. Uh, but you see this, so there's several HDR formats, including the generic one, which is HDR, HDR10, but then there's also special ones like Dolby Vision. So you'll see that, again, this is something very easy to see. Think of it like this when you're on Disney Plus and you go into one of those Avengers movies, specifically like Infinity War, Endgame, a lot of the newer ones, right? They, they put them, not only are they in IMAX, but when you look on the menu too, it's going to say Dolby. And so that means the sound is enhanced as well, but not just that, the vision too, right? The colors. So think of those streams. Those are 4K streams. But that goes back to what we were talking about with streaming. A 4K, when it, even if it's saying that it's streaming in 4K, you are not getting the same quality as you would with a disc. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because of the internet. Because it, if, it, if it truly pulled that same level of data from the disc, from the internet, it would be it would be buffering. You would get buffering probably every five to ten minutes on it. So it's not ever going to be as good. It looks good, trust me. I've I've been watching a lot of those on Netflix. They do a really good job. I like the the kind of camera quality. You can tell, like you get to see a lot of the kind of stuff on people's faces and all of that. It's very crystal clear. But again, you're 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 not going to get the same level that you would with a disc. Um, the other thing, again, like we were saying earlier, for those of you still joining us, you do need to have a special disc player for a 4K Blu-ray. Uh, it's not going to work on a regular Blu-ray player. That's why we always advocate buy an Xbox Series X or a PS5 if you can find it um, that has the disc. 
uh, a bit of a Dolby head myself. This is my cousin. So okay. <laughs> he hates movies. So I'm not, uh, he doesn't even, I, I know he doesn't even know what he's talking about. Actually, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe he's talking about the Dolby theater, but uh, yeah. So there's a lot of different things when you're looking at it, I will say, and we'll talk about it. And I picked some things specifically for it, that if you have a DVD of something and you haven't watched that movie in a while, or again, maybe you want to, I would really recommend upgrading it to something, especially if you have a bigger TV. The question becomes, though, do you upgrade to a Blu-ray or do you upgrade to a 4K Blu-ray? Because, um, you know, to me, at least there's certain movies that I think warrant it versus others. Would you say that, too? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I remember when 4K first came out and then a movie would come out and I'd be like, well, I like it. But do I like it that much? Because they'd be, you know, five to ten dollars more. I think. Right. 4K started at about 35, mm -hmm. I believe, and now they're basically down to 30. Uh, but at that point, most 4Ks come with a Blu-ray now. Just like when Blu-rays yep. came out, it was Blu-ray plus DVD. Now, a lot of 4Ks that come out, it's a 4K, it's a Blu-ray, and it's a digital copy of it. So you're basically getting three versions of the same movie for one price. Yeah, which honestly is a really good deal. And and that's you truly, if you're trying to get into collecting or at least just enjoying a movie this way, I would recommend finding one that's like that, which is de definitely like this forever purge as well. Cause it's 4k Blu-ray digital copy. You could see for yourself if you can notice the difference between them. So there are certain movies where again, I, regardless any movie you're watching on DVD, if you watch it on a Blu-ray, it's going to look better regardless. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a, even if you watch a DVD on a Blu-ray player, the DVD will look better by comparison. I remember that. Yeah, they all, a lot of them have upscaling features yep. on them too. So. Yep. Um, but the question is, do you go from a Blu-ray to a 4K? And I would say that depends on how much you love the movie or how much you uh, you liked you know, the movie maybe in theaters as an example. So um, what is really big right now is these 4K remasters. And so you're seeing even Criterion is now embracing doing 4K remasters. So there's a lot of movies they've released on Blu-ray and they're doing another re-release of them coming out on 4K. And it's like, okay, well, what's what's the big difference? Uh, and again, for certain movies, it's totally noticeable. There's things where, again, I, when I was watching Avengers on 4K, you can like the colors are super bright. Everything is crisp, crystal clear. And when you watch it on the regular Blu-ray, it's about the same. It's not certainly not bad, but you're just getting a, a big upgrade. But then there's other ones where, you know, for example, older films, you're probably not going to notice a difference between it being upgraded to a Blu-ray, which is awesome. Think of a, you know, a movie from the 1950s, 1960s. It's different cameras back then. It's going to still look a little bit grainy, but it's going to look better than it would have on a DVD. But when you put it to the 4K at that point, it's like you're, you're basically splitting hairs. And mm -hmm. so some of those ones, it's like you don't really need to spend another. And for perfect example, like you we were talking about earlier, we we're talking about Halloween Horror Nights. Um, they're releasing the uh, some of the Universal Monster movies on 4K. They set up a box set last year that was Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, and Invisible Man. And I had them on Blu-ray already, and I elected not to get these 4Ks just because they look good in blue. Like, they're black and white movies. How much more <laughs> black and white do you want to see them in, right? Like, it's like there's only so much you can do. But then when I need to see one, the Wolfman's pores, buddy. I need to see them. That is the one actually I'm going to buy because I actually don't own the Wolfman on any version. So I was like, I am going to get the 4K of that. And it comes with a Blu-ray. So I'll be able to see if there is a difference. He's pretty um, scary in person, by the way. Oh, our is friend, he? Our, yeah, our friend Kevin screamed. <laughs> fairly fairly high-pitched and fairly loud. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the cry of a young, a young wolf boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I said, I think, again, it depends. If there's a movie that you absolutely love, I would say try and find it in the best version you can possible. Because even if you buy it as a 4K, you're going to get a Blu-ray with it for the most part. Mm-hmm. I, there's very little ones where they just give you a 4K disc. They usually give the Blu-ray too. So you're not missing out on much. And I would say not even just movies, TV shows too. You know, to um, buy physical copies of. TV shows is interesting. And I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to mention that because I feel like that's the one area where I like streaming more because you talk about, you know, having to get up and switch the discs out as you're going through the seasons versus mm-hmm. just being able to binge it straight on the couch and not ever have to get up. There's a nice piece to it there, but that one's actually is curious. So are you, are you talking about uh, just as a physical media or upgrading them? Um, Just as a physical media, because I mean, you can't always go back and rewatch episodes of Smallville or Supernatural. I mean, yep. Supernatural, I think it's on Netflix, but I mean, like even The Walking Dead now, I think you have to have AMC plus or whatever it may be. Like if you want to watch it, well, that's a lie. It's on Netflix. Just kidding. No, but that's, that's a good point. I, you know, during the last Amazon prime day, I bought the MacGyver set of, uh, on Blu-ray. I had had it on DVDs and I wanted to see ever all the comments were like, Oh, it's good. It's so much better on Blu-ray. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But then I also just bought parks and rec. And that was the same thing where I, I was obsessed with that show. I watched it twice on Netflix. It's no longer there. If I wanted to watch it, I'd have to get a Peacock subscription. Mm-hmm. And it was on sale, so I paid 40 bucks for it. So it's like I'd rather pay that, which is what, four months of streaming on Peacock. So, I, you know, you take your pick. And then you own it forever. And you have your own version of it. And again, when the streaming wars hit their peak and we're in that uh, Mad Max wasteland, you'll have your discs so you can watch them, hopefully as long as the power lines are still on. But Yeah. That's it. Did, you, uh, did you watch True Blood? Uh, oh, way back when, yeah, I watched a couple of When it came out. I remember when we first saw that, we didn't watch it on HBO. We watched it. I had a subscription through, I believe it was Hollywood Video, which I don't know. If, wow. I think that they have them out there, right? Uh, had not, them out there. Exist anymore at this well, point, yeah, they've I've been, been gone for a while, but uh, they had a subscription. It was like 20 bucks a month and you could rent unlimited movies. It was like three at a time. And I remember I just picked up one disc and I asked Leslie, hey, you want to give this a shot? And then we ended up watching like the three episodes that were on the one disc. Yeah. And then I drove back the same day and I was like, hey, give me a give me disc, you know, two, which had the next three episodes. And then drove back and then like I was in Hollywood video like three times that day, just switching out. That the sounds like an episode of Twilight Zone. <laughs> the man who watched TV by one disc at a time. Yeah. That's oh, crazy God. to think about how far we've come from that of like you literally can press three buttons and you can watch all of the seasons at once and you don't have to blame yeah. it on HBO. Yeah, that's crazy. Man, the struggles we went through, huh? I know it's so wild. Yeah. And you know what? And here, this is great. Actually, this is a great comment. So late night alum says I've noticed certain films when they remaster them to 4k, they make changes to the original score and soundtrack. Some subtle and some not so subtle. You almost have to keep both. This is a great point. And I think it, it stretches to multiple things. And, and perfect example of this is my own stupidity. So you know, one of my favorite sets of movies is The Lord of the Rings. And so I had the extended editions on DVD, which that looked like the book. Yeah. The the the, the well, they looked yes. like uh, one was red, one was green, one was red, and one was blue. Yes. And they all were four discs. And so you had to insert the one disc and then the next disc because it was the extended. But then each one had two 
full discs of special features, which mm -hmm. you do not get these days. This has oh, a deleted scene and an alternate opening. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, literally hours worth. And then at, uh, you know, whatever it was years later, there was a sale on Amazon or somewhere for like 30 bucks for the Blu-ray set of all of them on Blu-ray. I know you have it. I've seen it on your shelf. And uh, I, I bought it. And so I had both of them at the same time. I had the DVDs. I had the Blu-rays. And I, you know, kept them. Yep, exactly. That one, which was, again, look at that. It's so cool. Like, how do you not like physical media? Like, this is awesome. Yeah, I sold the the DVDs that I had, and I'm so bummed about it. I that's that's what we're why getting I, to okay. I so then I was like, well, you know, the Blu-rays have all the special features on them, so I was like, okay, so we're probably good. Sold the DVDs, and if I wanted to, I could buy them again. I, you know, I was at Second and Charles the other day. You can get them for like ten bucks a pop. Yeah, yeah and it's like, but I had all this to say they did remasters with the 4Ks last year or 2 years ago and this is even more of a laughing stock i was like okay they're they're remastering the hobbits and lord of the rings and i love the hobbit movies too and so i pre-ordered both of them i think they were like 80 bucks i think mm -hmm. and i was like heck yeah it was like 15% off this is going to sell out didn't sell out they're still there <laughs> and you can get them now for like 50 bucks so i uh, you know i kind of wasted my money there but these 4Ks, I figured, okay, $80 is a lot for each of these sets. And I had the Hobbit one as well in the Blu-rays. Same exact design where you would open it up and it had all three movies, extended edition. And I sold both of those on eBay and actually made enough money to offset my cost on the 4Ks. 4Ks come in, they don't have any special features. So it is mm -hmm. just the discs. It's the theatrical and the extended, which is pretty cool. And I got, they look amazing. They look so good. I've never, it's one of those ones where I was like, you got to get four. I would always say just buy the 4K Lord of the Rings. They look incredible, mm -hmm. but there's no special features anymore. So now they're not included in this disc. So now I got to go rebuy them. So kind of like to what late night alum is saying, sometimes you kind of got to keep the copies. And uh, because they change things and it's the same as like George Lucas, right? He changed things on so many versions of Star Wars from the VHS tapes to the DVDs to the Blu-rays. There's little bits and adjustments on all of them. And, and uh, they end up becoming very collectible because, you know, they don't exist anymore. So um, yeah. just crazy. I think that they, they do that. You would think they would just like for like do it, but it's it's got to be a marketing gimmick, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, even Lord of the Rings, how many how many copies you've had of them? Like, because even when DVDs came out, it was do you want full screen or widescreen? That's right. Yep. And then so I had all three on DVD, and then they came out with Blu-ray, and then they came out with the extended versions on Blu-ray, and then they came out with the. It, it's just it's nuts. And we just kept do. paying for and it, we, <laughs> and we still do. <laughs> Uh, and late night alum says too that they they edited the the score on the Lord of the Rings too, which I I didn't catch. I should have though. That's like one of my favorite moments in the movie when that Enya track comes on at the very end. But it's wild to me. Um, and yeah, we love special features. Keep them in. I agree. So speaking of special features, we are at our special feature moment of the show. Uh, Anthony and I have both grabbed three special physical media things. Again, I, it's our favorite things, but uh, it's not exactly. Our, it could be our favorites, right? It doesn't have to. These aren't, you know, the end-all be-all. I hate saying this is my favorite, but some of our favorite things in physical media. Anthony, as the guest, please, what is, what is the first thing that you have to show us 
Okay, first thing I have, and I, I kind of cheated, I have I have three categories of things. So I essentially have six things to show, but I'll show them all at the same time. Uh, okay. So these just look like normal copies of Castaway and Assassin's Creed, right? Oh, yes, they do. They basically look the same. So one thing that I like, and I always throw these away, um, are the, the cardboard sleeves that are on the outside. Yep. So basically just, uh, just alternate versions of the movie. Oh, oh, I know. I know it's kind of hard to see uh, for whatever reason when Deadpool came out uh, and they all say, I wish I was in this movie, but I'm not. And then it is actually a copy of Castaway. But basically, <laughs> wow. they just redesigned the cover and put Deadpool on the cover of them. And I think they were all Walmart exclusives. Uh, they came out, they had like 25 different movies on an end cap. And yeah, my wife just happened to see them online and was like, I'm going to go look. And then we just picked a couple up. I mean, I don't think Assassin's Creed's even that good of a movie, but it's just cool that this yeah. exists because, I mean, if you know anything about Deadpool, he's a psychopath and basically just breaks the fourth wall. And I mean, who doesn't want to see Wade Wilson <laughs> as Wilson the volleyball and Castaway? That's true. Yeah. But I, like it I feels said, so Deadpool for him to show up at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, the movie you put it in. I mean, it's just Castaway and it's just Assassin's Creed. So just when they have uh, just alternate versions of the the cover art. I mean, I know Dogma is a big sought after one in physical media. Like every copy of Dogma is different, almost like the the front cover, wow. like DVD, 4K, Blu-ray, all these collector's editions. So. Nice. But, so that's my first one. So okay. I assume we're going every other. Yeah, we'll we'll flip flop. So I got. Okay. Uh, I'll grab mine. So this one, like I said, this is going to come with a story around physical media. But this is, and I just have it with. This is the only one where I've still kept my disc cover because it's so unique. So this is Suspiria by Dario Argento. Uh, this is an exclusive 40th anniversary 4K restoration. Wow, this is a 4K disc. Pre-ordered that immediately from my i think this was scream factory and i'm pretty sure this was 50 bucks because it's a steel book too so it's got the cool this is like the classic suspiria cover it's got a really cool sort of uh look on the back but then you open it up and look at this it's like this gorgeous sort of art on the front and on the back which is really cool um i don't i think this is limited to like 1500 copies or something but it's got the blu-ray special features and it comes with the soundtrack so this is a cd an actual album cd of the score which was really cool um so i was so pumped i watched this i loved it and i kept wondering because like a month like a, like five months later excuse me the uh, uh the same company announced a 4k disc and this is just a Blu-ray disc with a 4K remaster. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, ah, I probably got, I'm, I'm good. But a couple years ago, I bought it on Amazon to test it out. I was like, let's see. I want to see if I can tell the difference between these two discs. And I couldn't. I put the 4K in, I put the Blu-ray in. I called the company. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, to, be, to be fair, I emailed the company and had a lively exchange with some manager at the organization and then called him and talked with him trying to explain to him that I, I'm looking like, I don't understand why are you marketing this as a 4k when it is only on a 2k disc? 
that's the day that I learned you can 4K remaster something and just put it on a Blu-ray. He did assure me that you're going to get good quality regardless. But I was like, so what am I supposed to do with this 4K? Which I did return to Amazon and they only gave me a 50% refund because I'd opened it. So the joke was on <laughs> me. It was an $18 experiment. Uh, but I love this movie. And like I said, that's just some of the struggles us disc snobs have to go through to get the best quality that we can on some of these things. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that guy. He left me a message too on my phone. I might still have of like, hey, just trying to let you know, man, that this like, it's fine. Like he, he was that kind of upset with me, but um, regardless. So yes, that that is my my first. Go ahead with your second. Anthony. And that is another thing that's funny about, you know, 4K Blu-ray. Not a lot of people care or can even tell the difference. Exactly. I doubt I was probably the only person that was calling him about this. Uh, sure. Yeah, probably. He's like, what is happening? <laughs> he's like, he's like, is this a prank? Is he's this... like, I hate this man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember when uh, back when, you know, cable was switching to HD. So you would have like the normal news channel and then you'd have the hd channel which you'd always have to pay more for right. well i'd always ask my uh wife I go, hey can you turn the baseball game on and she would turn on the regular version i go are you what are you doing are you a crazy person turn on hd how can you not tell the difference and that's and that's what's wild that was the other thing i was going to mention too we talked what did i call it i said um ocular biology is another yeah. that is another reason why you may struggle and which of these to upgrade which is just simply put your eyes may not be able to tell the difference and that is nothing that is wrong with you if anything you have a gift because you are not <laughs> burdened with that knowledge of knowing the difference between these movies but you will honestly like i said if you if you can if you've got a movie that's on like dvd shoot if it's even on vhs go buy a 4k of that movie and put the DVD in and watch it for a little bit and then put the 4K in. And I guarantee you, you will notice a difference. But there's certain ones, like I said, and, and I saw this on this. They're like, oh, well, what's next? What's next for this stuff? Oh, do we go to 8K now? And they're like, there really isn't much more that we can do that the human eye can detect. So there's yeah. really, you can't get any better than the world we're living in right now. So uh, enjoy. Yeah. I mean, 8K TVs are going to be a thing eventually. But like you said, you're not the, the normal person isn't going to be able to tell. Right. I well, mean, your 4K disc is just going to look that much better on an 8K TV. So mm -hmm. you really wouldn't need any more. Yeah. All right. Uh, so similar to the um, the first example of just, you know, variant covers would be like limited edition. Like I have a Spider-Man nice. uh, Homecoming uh, vinyl which limited edition artwork and also a WandaVision. Oh, you got that's right. Awesome. Very uh, cool. And the other side is Agatha. So thanks to our friend Brian who picked this up for me and mailed it to me. Very uh, nice. I'm glad it didn't get damaged during shipping. Yeah, no, I'm not a big Walmart guy. I have a few, they're, they're terrible here in St. Louis, so. He was there and saw this and sent it to me. So um, just like, I mean, I have, you know, Tron on VHS or on uh, vinyl and it's just a different color. You know, a lot of them are, you know, see through lime green, pink, whatever they may be. But I really enjoy when they have something that you can like put on a wall is almost like a display piece. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, that's that's like my biggest draw for buying vinyls. Uh, the number one thing, obviously, is that I like the album. But then from there, it's like, is it a colored vinyl? because Or, or some sort of special mm -hmm. thing that isn't black because uh, they're so gorgeous. And that, that's a perfect segue to... Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm like Scourge in uh, Ragnarok. Look at my stuff. I know, I know. I, I wish <laughs> I could just grab the camera and take, take you guys out. Maybe <laughs> we'll do that on a future video. Um, but I, 
Uh, we we dissed Walmart a little earlier. Don't sleep on Walmart when it comes to vinyls. They, uh, I got that WandaVision vinyl, and I was just wandering around Walmart. I did not know that it was there. There was only one there. I saw the se- season two of Mandalorian. They had a vinyl of that as well. Uh, same thing where it was a picture disc. Uh, but they have other vinyls. Target's been getting really big on vinyls too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of different spots. So here, here's my vinyl. This is the newest one that just came in. This is from Waxworks Records. It is. I'll say that 10 times fast. Trick or treat. So this is the <laughs> trick or treat vinyl. It's a double disc. Uh, it's got a bunch of cool stuff on the inside. But what's really cool about this is uh, some of it is spooky sound effects. Because, it's, you know, they don't have enough music to fit on two vinyls. So they've got, like, front, <laughs> back of uh, stuff. But then there's a bunch of, like, Halloween spooky sounds, which is re- – I haven't listened to them yet. But I just listened to the first one. If you've uh, watched Trick or Treat, that classic score when it starts was just so great. But same thing with colored vinyls. How cool Ooh. is that? It's, like, totally Halloween. So, yeah, that's awesome. uh, again, it's, like – how do they even make this sort of thing? But it just, it fascinates me. And it's like, it could break in your hand. You never know. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's mine as well. I, I love vinyls, especially those ones where they're like that colored or picture discs. Yeah. All right. What do you yeah, got? Cool. All right. Last one. Uh, like collectors, like box sets of things. I remember it cause they don't really make a ton of them anymore, but uh, I have two to show. This is probably my, my favorite is Marvel's the Avengers nice and it lights up oh that's awesome and it's basically just uh what was it those lithogram things mm-hmm. that's in it but i mean it's just a a nice box opens up i remember it had it, it came with the blu-ray 3d and then blu-ray 3d blu-ray dvd digital copy and music so it yep. came with a uh um playlist to download but it came with this print. I mean, wow. just came with just again, just came with stuff. It it had a seventy five dollar gift card for sideshow collectibles, which at the time I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then I realized that everything with sideshow collectibles is like five hundred dollars. Like, yeah, oh, okay, that that explains why. Saving you a couple pennies. Yeah. Um. But then the other one, and to stick where the hell they go? Okay, stick with the Halloween theme. Is season two of The Walking Dead? Whoa. Uh, so it's pretty, pretty sturdy. The only way to open it is to take the screwdriver it came with, put it inside its eye, and then that unlocks it. That's awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. And then it's just got the, the, the Blu-ray of season two. That's super cool. So they didn't have a cool one for season one. They did for season three. It's, did you watch the walking dead? Uh, I watched like four episodes. So now. Okay, well, in season three, uh, the villain is the governor, and he has this room with a whole bunch of fish tanks with zombie heads in them. And the special edition was actually a stand, and it had multiple tanks that you could fill with water and then put the little heads in it. That's but it leaked, so I returned it. But, yeah, so this is one of my favorite things that my son broke the screwdriver, so I had to glue it back together. But how it just doesn't open without it, and then it opens with it in there. It's just, pretty neat. I mean, that to me, that is the nostalgia that I'm feeling for that. And just I, I remember when I uh, I pre-ordered the Steelbook for the Avengers from Best Buy. That was the same thing where it was like four discs on the inside of mm-hmm. all that stuff. But just that feeling of like, wow, I remember seeing that box and being like, wow, like just 
walking into a place and seeing all of those cool and, and kind of bringing it back to Lord of the Rings. They did that with the Lord of the Rings too. Do you remember they had the, the first one had the two statues that were holding their hands out in between the movies. The second yeah, one so. was Gollum. And then like, there was like a statue of Gollum that was with it. And then I don't remember what the third one was, but it's like, that's so cool. Like it's, that's literally a collector's item. It's something that you can pass down. And the fact that you got to shove a screwdriver in the zombie's <laughs> eye is, is just an addition to that. Yeah, um, I mean, just collector's editions of, of everything. I mean, I've got a, got a war statue that our buddy, you know, of the show, Robert sent me. He was like, I don't have room for this. Do you want it? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, just I'll statues of the characters. That, yeah, exactly. I was like, I'll, whatever you want, I'll pay to have it shipped here. But uh, you don't see them a lot. I mean, they're kind of just, Stuff like that, it's to where, like, you know, you would see it for pre-order, and then you tell me because, you know, I'm interested in, in that kind of stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure you're the person that told me about the WandaVision vinyl. I oh, think you saw it, and I think you posted a picture in our, our chat. And, uh, you know, now everything's pre-ordered, and you got to get it months in advance because they don't make them. You can't just walk into Best Buy and see a collector's edition or a box set of a lot of stuff anymore. Yeah, and, we, and if you do, it's it's at, you know, like movie trading company or Second and Charles and it's behind the glass and it's twice the price because mm -hmm. it literally, I mean, it's funny and it's I, the irony of it now, you see like the Blu-ray discs where it says, you know, oh, movie, collector's edition and it's like two special features and that's it. It's like, that's not the collector, that's not what a collector's edition is. Like that is what it is, where it's some extra thing that you have to get with it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's just, that's so cool. Okay, I've got one more, and this is also a sort of collector's edition. Like I said, it's not necessarily Halloween, though some might say it's scary. This is my Godzilla, uh, the Showa era films from 1954 to 1975. This is from the Criterion Collection. So uh, it is a giant book. I still have the thing on the back, but when you open it, Half of it is a booklet that has essays on all of the movies, but then on and then art pieces too. So like comic book artists and others have done art for all of these and they're all based on each of the movies. And then on the very back is all of the discs. So trying to scoot it over like that, but they're all scooted in here like this. And so if you guys remember last year when I was doing uh, that was last year, right? Is that when Godzilla versus Kong came out? uh god oh my god yeah that was because this was i did it in march we did the whole rewatch of these and this is what i was doing i'd literally sit in and each of them's got two so you do a little double feature uh and, and this thing i just have it sitting on a stand on top of my movie shelf with the giant godzilla funko pop on the other shelf uh because i love godzilla but um yeah it's just stuff like that man that you can't you're not going to get that from a streaming service and you never, you never will. And and it's one of those things kind of like you were saying that especially with those collector's editions, they're few and far between these days because there's not as much of a market for it. And these mm -hmm. companies are trying to save a ton of money. The one thing that I will call out though, for those of you listening is there's a website that I use and it's, uh, it shouldn't be this simple to know, but it is called blu-ray.com. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there is a tab on the side uh, that has release calendar and much the same way that comics are solicited three months in advance, movies are also solicited three months in advance. And some of those special movies as well, like something maybe like that, maybe a little further in advance, but they populate that on a daily basis. So, for example, when the Thor, Thor Love and Thunder, which I think we both got on Steelbook, right? 
I don't do steelbooks, but I have. Oh, you know, okay, okay. So, yeah, and that's another thing. We didn't talk about steelbooks, right? They're That's a collector's dream. They, they don't do anything. They just look nice. But um, they listed all of them with the day that it was available for – they weren't even available for pre-order yet, but it was like the day they were announced. They go on there. They show you the exact date that they're going to be released so you can kind of save them and come back to decide, can I pre-order this or not? And that's how I've gotten lucky on a lot of mine because, like you said, otherwise you wait until the day comes out, you're not going to get them. And especially mm -hmm. for a lot of the like steel books, they'll sell out at Best Buy before you can get them. Yeah, it is funny because the two that I can think of off the top of my head that I have seen at Best Buy multiple times recently have been the complete Game of Thrones series on 4K mm -hmm. and the complete Star Wars saga, the Skywalker saga. All about Oh, it. yeah, that big box one. Yeah, and I think it's because the ending of both of those was so highly criticized as ruining the franchise like i i remember even um uh funko pops which is another thing that i also collect um the game of thrones collections like tanked in value after the last season aired because everyone hated it and yeah. no one bought the pops and like so many stores were hung on them and it's crazy how you know everyone's like oh this is this sucks i hate it and now all of a sudden i could walk into best buy tomorrow and get the skywalker saga on 4k for probably a discounted price yeah, and it, it really is. It's funny how public perception kind of adjusts the pricing, the value of a lot of these pieces. Because you look at like um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness as an example. You can still buy that steelbook at Best Buy if you'd like. <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, no my God, I can. All right, I'll be right back. Yeah, oh, great. Thank you. Yeah, I know you, I know you hate that movie. Uh, the <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home sold out before I could even pre-order. And that was because I don't even remember what, what I was holding back on it, but I did just recently get it from Amazon. They did a re-release of it. And so I was able to secure it then. But it's like you can kind of judge, especially for when you're thinking about pre-ordering a film, think about how well the film did and what the public perception of it is. Because when you when you think about it that way, it's not that the public is dying for these physical copies. It's that scalpers are going to buy up all of the physical copies and try and sell them for twice the price on eBay. So mm -hmm. if you go see something like Spider-Man No Way Home, again, that movie was a revelation. Like, oh, I need to go pre-order this movie right now because if not, I'm again, for a steelbook, you can buy the Blu-ray whenever you want. But if you're trying to get like a collector's item version of a film, you want to make sure you're on top of your game for that sort of thing. Otherwise, the scalpers are going to beat you to it and they're terrible. Yes, they are. Because it's not just, I mean, scalpers for everything. Yeah, and here's another great example too. Lately, an alum saying the the Zavi. So Zavi is another site that you can use as well. Zavi is actually really interesting because they have a U.S. site, and they have. I mean, they've probably got other ones, but I, I had monitored them on their U.K. site. So you could buy the steelbook from the U.K. It was more money, but you oftentimes you could also get it from their U.S. site for a little cheaper, still more expensive than Best Buy. But they would have certain versions. Like I remember when I uh, uh, when I was getting married for my uh, my my brother was my best man, and I got him steel books of uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey, and uh, oh, what was the other one? Uh, Apocalypse Now. And one of them was one that was like, it was only on Zavi, only in the UK. And it was like 50 bucks or something like that. But I was like, hey, it's my brother. I'm going to pull the trigger. But couldn't find it on the other site. You couldn't find it online. And there was one copy on eBay for like 100 bucks. So again, you that, being a collector like this, and I'm sure you would agree, it requires a little bit of work 
in terms of um, sleuthing around. Otherwise, you're going to just blow your savings, you know, day one. Like you got to mm-hmm. check eBay. You got to watch for sales on Amazon. Same thing there, right? 4Ks will drop down to $10 on Amazon during certain days or certain sales. So like if there's yeah. a movie you're doing, throw it in your watch list or again, utilize this site because not only does it have release calendar dates for the Blu-rays, but they have the best Blu-ray deals that are up at the top. And they update that on a daily basis from every all websites. So if a sale is happening on Amazon, you would know about it from this website. Right now, it's got uh, the Friday the 13th box set, the collector's edition, the giant mm-hmm. one, uh, is on sale for 80 bucks. It's half off on uh, Amazon right now. So they've got that. Uh, and they've also got, for those of you that are fans of Dragon Ball Super, that's on pre-order right now and just drop 10 bucks. So you can pre-order it for $154 if that's something that you want to do. But again, like I said, there's just a lot of, it almost kind of does feel like a part-time job, but we, we like mm. to call it a hobby when it comes to collecting physical media, right? Yeah, I almost got that Friday the 13th collection too. The big one that's now 80 bucks. I, I was going to as well, except I'd bought the one that was a, the eight-pack just regular so Blu-ray set at Black yeah. Friday. So I, was I like, bought yeah. that, and then I just bought the the 2009 version separate because I don't think it came. Yeah, I have the so the 2009 you can actually get in a triple pack that comes with Nightmare on Elm Street, the new one, and then Freddy versus Jason, which that's a class. Like that's such a bad movie and such a good so movie. bad. Oh yeah, so yeah, bad. but it's so good. Uh, but then, yeah, and then I bought a like a bootleg DVD that had the two other Fridays that aren't on there. The what was it, Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell? Uh, yeah, those are the two that aren't in here. Yeah, yep, so yep, you that's have the one, one that I've got. Yeah, yeah, which is great. I mean, those are a great deal. I just had one like that for Saw that uh, I watched all the Saw movies on. It was the same thing. Uh, and here, here's another, yeah, regarding No Way Home, it was crazy. The 4K sold out. Best Buy is charging more for the reissue. Like I said, go on Amazon because Amazon has it for $35.99 unless they upped it. But like I got lucky because I had some Amazon credits. So I just I only paid 20 bucks for the steelbook, which was great. And when it comes to this, do I buy the version? Because this is classic Sony behavior, right? They came out with this more fun <laughs> version. Are they really going to re-release steelbooks that do that? That's where we get into one little quick last conversation, which is something I don't know if you do this, Anthony. Um, for example, on Zavi, there was a sale and I got a steel book for Arrival uh, that was amazing. The steel book for Arrival just has Amy Adams on the front and it's mm-hmm. the cover of the movie. This steel book was from Zavi in the UK and it's the circle that the, mon- the monsters make. Mm-hmm. The- it's a silver steel book that has the circle on the front. looks great, but it's region B. So it only plays in like South Asia. And so, but I was like, I'm going to just buy this. And then I, I do other. So then like years later, I bought just a regular 4k and just put mm-hmm. the 4k disc in the steel book. So when I do some of my upgrades, I mix and match. So like you could, for example, if they did this, you could buy the no way home steel book. And then if they release a more fun edition, just buy like a basic blu-ray of it or a 4k of it when it's on sale and just pop it in your steel book. Like if you're going to keep this collection forever, you should be able to modify it how you want it. And I think in a way it almost makes it more valuable because like my arrival is something that no one else has the 4k of this steel book. I did that with Sicario. I did that with, do you remember all of the universal movies they put out on? Maybe you saw on Steelbook where it was like a comic book format where it looked like comics. Uh, I don't think, like I said, I'm not a big steel book guy, oh, so okay. I don't think I've really, 
Yeah. So, and I did that too. So, like Van Helsing, Incredible Hulk. I have that Incredible Hulk one, and they came out with a steelbook for the 4K, but I just bought the 1499 4K one and just put the 4K disc in and then mm -hmm. gave that to my cousin to watch the other one. So, it's like, you know, you one can... thing that you're talk talking about that uh, Marvel did that when they released all the 4K. They yep. had like a different version of the cover, and it drove me crazy because I never bought Thor Dark World because it's absolute hot garbage. And then when I finally did buy it on 4K because it was the last one I needed, the cover was different and the spine doesn't match, and it drives me crazy because I have – I don't know if you can see it up right there. Yeah. That's all the, the Marvel. That's the MCU and all 4K. And so, like, the, the spines don't match. I'm like, God. <laughs> I experienced that exact same thing because I had some – like, I had all three of the Iron Men just on a regular Blu-ray, and then I bought all of the Steelbooks so that they were there. But all those new Steelbooks were just the movie poster cover, and they're sitting next to, like, the really badass Thor Ragnarok cover and all those yeah. other ones that were cool. But it's like, eh, you know, and I, I did that with Shang-Chi. I did not buy the Shang-Chi Steelbook. I just bought the Target exclusive because the mm -hmm. cover of that one. Yeah, I think that one was... It's amazing. I mean, man, like I said, I wish I just had all of them I could show you. I could go run and grab them. But um, but yeah, so it's like there's certain things where it's aesthetically pleasing. And I would rather have that than just a picture of Shang-Chi on the front of, of the thing. So yeah. um, it really is. Make your collection what you want it to be. It's your stuff. You get to do whatever you want with it. Just don't pay full price for things. That's my biggest advice when it comes to collecting physical media. Go to Half Price Books. Go to Second and Charles. Go to Movie Trading Company. Uh, again, you can find sales when they come around. Uh, Amazon's got a sale coming up on the 10th through the 11th for Prime members. I have a feeling some Blu-rays and 4Ks are probably going to be on that sale. And I'll certainly be snagging some. So uh, any final words on the world of physical media, Anthony, before we wrap up? Um, I don't think so. Just stop calling us disc snobs because we like what we like. Hey, yeah. I mean, hey, like I said, always <laughs> when the power goes out, you're going to be coming to me begging for these discs. Exactly. And I, and I know not everybody has the space to collect something like this. Yeah. You know, books, especially. I understand why people have ebooks. If you're reading 400 page books, I mean, it doesn't take long to fill up a shelf like this. Uh, so I understand why people like digital, but just don't hate on us because we don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm trying to build a library. I'm trying to build a museum, and uh, we're, we're on our way. But oh, Anthony, la last thing. Sorry oh, to cut yeah. you off. Disney, release the shows on a physical copy. Yes. Yes. Give us our show. Yeah. Amen to that. I probably wouldn't buy those on Steelbook because I imagine they'd probably – what, what do you think they would run that for? Just a regular regular 4K Blu-ray of the show? Or they'd probably just make it a Blu-ray. Um, like, you know, they don't do 4K Blu-ray shows. I don't know if they do 4K. Well, no, they do, because Game of Thrones came out in 4K. That's true. I don't know if Disney um, would do it, though. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all their shows are so short. I'm, I, I feel like they'd make them like 40. But they'd probably, I know they'd make them more than the movies. They'd probably make them like $49.99 or $59.99. Yeah, um, there's a guy that I follow him on TikTok. Uh, he creates his own covers, and then he oh, just wow. prints them. And then he did one for all the shows. And like you can go on his, uh, I think he's got a YouTube channel as well. But you can go on and you can actually download the covers and then just print them off at home and then put them in a loose Blu-ray. So then it looks like you have all of them. Smart. Which is a cool alternative for something that isn't available in a physical copy. If you want to, you know create the illusion of your collection being larger than it really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But for those of you saving space, you may not be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Uh, but cool. Hey, thank you so much for coming on, Anthony. Hopefully uh, you had a good time. This was it an did. absolute blast. I, I love getting to talk about all of the material items that I've accumulated <laughs> over my life. Yes. Like I said, like I said, scourge. Look at my mm-hmm. stuff. My stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll probably have to do another one of these in the future so we can show off a couple of our other things. But until then, um, for those of you tuning in, uh, we are in podcast format and we have almost 250 episodes uh, available to you guys anywhere you get your podcasts at Comics and Cinema. And also keep it right here on Nerdlife Network while we dive into some things. Uh, next week, uh, barring anything crazy, I'm planning to do a Werewolf by Night episode. Uh, it may end up just turning into a podcast episode, though. The show's only like 15 minutes, so I don't know how long you know we can talk about that for. But pretty sure we're going to be diving into it on Earth's Mightiest Weirdos as well on Monday. So um, tune in there. And for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>